Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. It ended up, you know, it was months later, they finally released all of our sunglasses. Um, And then we just had tons of inventory for, you know, the next like two years because we had ordered extra, you know, to cover it and had flown it over and everything. And um, so we we had a lot of sunglasses for a very long time, but Dr. Jenna Ziegler, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Congratulations on selling your Amazon business. I love. It is a pleasure to have you on today. We're going to dig into your personal journey of how you started, built, and then sold your Amazon brand. Yeah, thanks for having me. I can't wait to dig into it. Let's start at the beginning. You and your husband, Travis, are both doctors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are both optometrists. Um, you know, I went to optometry school thinking that that was really all I was ever going to do um, is see patients. I, you know, I went to optometry school to see patients and to help people see better and to change their lives that way. And never in a million years would I have thought that I would not be doing that necessarily anymore. Um, so it was really an interesting journey. Um, I am not what I would say a born entrepreneur. Um, so that's just been a crazy ride for me. And I'm excited to talk more about it. We're looking forward to hearing more about it. Okay. I have to ask since you and Travis are both optometrists, is that right? Yep, that's right. Did you meet in school? So we actually met a a year before I started optometry school. Um, I went to University of Michigan. Travis went to Ohio State. And we met, um, I came down for a big, the big football game. And we met then, found out that he was already in optometry school and I already knew I was going to Ohio State the next year. And so we basically reconnected when I got back to school. And, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> Very cool story. And now you have two kids and you had the business I love together. So was it around May of 2015 that you started I love? We did. So we actually had just moved we quit our jobs. Um, we were working for Travis's uncle um, in an optometry practice here in Columbus, Ohio. And we just decided, Travis was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to work for myself. And so we ended up quitting our jobs. We moved across the country to South Carolina and we opened up two optometry practices. Um, we actually, we bought them, but they were kind of going downhill very fast. And so we came in and kind of took it from there. Um, And honestly, Travis got bored um, with the amount of patients that we were seeing or the lack of patients at the beginning. Um, And he ended up getting an email about amazing selling machine. Um, And so he came home one night. He was like, yeah, he, you know, it was, that's really how we got our start. Um, He came home one night and was like, I have this, I got this email today. And it's this course that I really want to invest in. He's like, I wasn't even going to tell you about it, but I feel like it's a lot of money and I should tell you. So um, he's like, I think it's a way that eventually in the future you can work from home or work part time. And um, I think we should do it. And so 
we ended up, yeah, I think we took the course in April and then opened up our business in May of 2015. And I mean, our first product was selling by July. So it was very fast. Um, and it was just quite the ride. It is quite the ride. Okay. So you guys quit your jobs at the same time working for Travis's uncle. You're just like, okay, bye. And we're going to move yeah. and start our own practice. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah. I love it. So, so now you're starting I Love and with the brand name I Love spelled E-Y-E like an I, mm -hmm. we already know that it was created with love and it has to do with I. So can you just tell me like what is I love. Yeah. So I love started out a little differently than it ended up. Um, we started out just, okay, what's the easiest thing for us to sell that we know the most about? And it ended up being polarized sunglasses. So that's what we started out selling. And then eventually about a year later or so, um, we just, I think Travis might've heard some talk that somebody gave, but we started looking at you know, the shelves in our optometry offices and like, okay, there are all these supplements that we're selling. There are all these eyelid cleansers we're selling and eye masks and, you know, all these different things. Why can't we come out with all of those things and brand them ourselves? And so that's what we started doing. Um, we basically morphed from a sunglass company into a dry eye brand. Um, so I love basically serves those that struggle with dry eye syndrome and we built a community, um, that is now, I want to say around 25,000 people on Facebook. Um, and it was, you know, that was really our platform for getting our products out there and really talking about what we were doing. Wonderful. And you did similar to my story when I started selling and knew I wanted to sell on Amazon, you found a mentor and a coach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that that is one of the biggest things, one of the best, you know, pieces of advice that I could give is to find somebody that's already doing it and take what they've done and copy what they've done. You know, it's, it's not that hard to do. Um, but it does take, a lot of perseverance. Um, and we've seen that through, you know, different thing that, things that we've gone through. And I love, um, you know, every business has setbacks, but it's how you persevere that really makes the difference. And having the team to push you forward. And that's why I love coaching mm -hmm. because now I can see the ups and downs people go through. And there were, and we'll get into this with your story too. And in my story, there were just some hard times yeah, And I had a mentor to lift me back up and be like, yeah, get over it. We're going to keep doing this. Like, just get, move forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you have to have that, you know, and they, we started, you know, getting into masterminds and things like that. And when we weren't part of them, our business suffered because of it, because we didn't have that support. And then when you, you know, when we became a part of masterminds again, it was so great for our business because you're just surrounded by those people that lift you up and it just changes your whole attitude about everything you're doing. At every level of selling, right? When you're at the beginning or when you're trying to scale, you know, past a million to 3 million, 10 million, like you're, you're exactly right. Once you have the support in there and there's other sellers and 
people who want to lift you up, like it really does excel your business. Yeah, it really does. So let's go back. So your what was the very first product that you chose to go with? So we sold a pair of men's polarized sunglasses. They were like kind of sporty and um, they ended up, so we, I think we only ordered maybe a hundred or 300 at the most um, because it was kind of like, let's test the waters, you know, see what happens. And we sold out of them in like a week. Yeah. So we, we sold out of them super quickly. It was like, okay, well, we clearly need to order more inventory. So we were out of inventory from like the end of July of 2015 until September and then started selling, got in for the Christmas season. And I think maybe added another skew. Um, which was a pair of like Wayfarer type sunglasses um, and ended up, I mean, ended up the year with like maybe a hundred thousand dollars that we had done, which was pretty awesome. Um, and that was really, it, you know, gave us a lot of momentum to keep going. Yeah. Cause you launched in May and then mm-hmm. to run out of stock for a couple months and then yeah. end and you're in the positive, like that's awesome. Yeah. 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 It was, it was really great. Um, and you know, meanwhile, we're still seeing patients going to work every single day, you know, Monday through Saturday, some, some weeks. Um, and so we're like doing this on the side, really like in the morning and in the evening. Um, we didn't have kids yet, which, you know, definitely helped because we did have that time. Um, so but, much more time yeah. when you don't have children. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, the children came along <laughs> two, two years later. So um, changes things a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Children, slow productivity. <laughs> yes. So if you're listening and you don't have kids yet, you better be hustling and getting that Amazon business together. And if you have children, we all did it with kids. So there's really no yes. excuse. Kids are not, no excuse. Get your business rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you decide on the price point to sell on Amazon versus what you were already selling in your, uh, your facility? Yeah. So basically at our optometry practice, we sold, you know, Maui gym, which were in the couple hundred dollars for a pair of sunglasses. Um, we sold lots of Ray-Ban, you know, those are 150 to you know 250, somewhere in there. Um, and what we really wanted was an affordable pair of sunglasses for people. So, you know, if you only have one pair of sunglasses and you sit on them or you leave them at the ballpark or, you know, run them over with your car, then there's really, you know, you're out of luck. And that's like $300 down the drain. Whereas we wanted to come out with a pair that was still high quality, you know, felt good. Um, and we're polarized because that was important to us for eye protection, UV protected, all of that. We wanted it to have that, but we wanted it to have a decent price point that people felt comfortable spending on Amazon and felt comfortable spending more than once. You know, you might buy a pair of Maui gym sunglasses once every five years, but you might buy a pair of I love sunglasses, you know, a couple a year because, you can because they were only, you know, I think we sold them for around $30 or so. Um, and that really, you know, that price really worked well for us. Yeah. And that's a really good price point to start out with as well. Mm -hmm. Right. 
especially if yeah. you're just testing the waters. Because um, can you share with us uh, how you found your supplier and just walk through the process of the supplier and then how much you bought it for? I'm just trying to get a gauge on yeah. your margins starting out. Yeah. So we found our supplier through, um, I, I believe it was a mentor in ASM, um, used a similar, like the same sourcing agent. And so we found our supplier that way. Um, I, our sunglasses range anywhere from $3.50 up to like $6 um, through all the pairs that we have. So I think that first pair was probably, it was a pretty decent pair. I mean, they were probably about $5, but isn't it crazy? <laughs> Just talking about this, it's crazy like that you can get sunglasses. That's really all they cost for Ray-Ban to make too, you know, but they're selling them for so much more. Um, but yeah, so we had a very good margin um, and we could have, like you said, you know, this was kind of a $30 price point was a good, it's a good starter price point because we definitely could have charged $70, $75, even more than that. Um, but this seemed like a great way to start. It is. That's a phenomenal way to start. That's yeah. very cool. And then tell me about scaling. So you started adding more products or you just wanted to sell more of the polarized glasses? Yeah. So we did that for like the first, for the first year, really, we just added more SKUs to our sunglass brand. Um, so we did a couple different styles of wayfarers. And then we went into more women's sunglasses. They were a little bit rounder. Um, and we did a couple mirror versions. So we had probably five or six um, different colors of those. So by the end of the first year, I mean, we probably had, you know, seven or eight pairs, um, which was pretty awesome. And then it was kind of like we started doing this pivot into the dry eye space. Um, so Travis actually had a patient, you know, what, what accelerated it, I'll say, into the dry eye space is that um, he had a patient in clinic that came to him and said, this little bottle of hypochlorous acid spray just went from, it was a prescription, just went from $30 and jumped to $300. She's like, I cannot afford this. She's like, you're an entrepreneur can you do something about this? Like figure out how to make it cheaper. And so Travis basically went home that day and we found a supplier for a hypochlorous acid, which is an eyelid cleanser. I know it sounds scary, but it's super gentle and one of the best eyelid cleansers um, out there. So we found a supplier, started um, making that product. And that's really what accelerated the whole dry eye Thing for us. That was one of our first products and um, it was a great, great way to start. So if I'm a shopper on Amazon and I'm going to put in to find solution for my dry eye, mm -hmm. just as a consumer, that's terrifying to buy yeah. something off of Amazon. I'm going to put in my eye. So yeah. talk about what like certifications, regulations, compliance that you had to hold so that your customers knew that it was safe. Yeah. So we, you know, first of all, when you, if you're, you know, if you suffer from dry eye, you probably use eye drops and those are 
everywhere. You know, they're all in every pharmacy shelf, you know, every Walmart shelf, they're all over Amazon. Um, so you could really buy them anywhere. And this is, this is really no different. So it is a product that has to, it has to go through um, certain FDA processes. Um, but the good thing for us is that we found a supplier that our supplier really handles all of that for us for the most part. So they have all of the documentation with the FDA that we need. Um, similar to like a supplement supplier, if you find a good supplier, then they're going to have pretty much everything you need. If it needs to be FDA approved in some way, or you need those documents, you know, they're going to have that. Um, but you're right, you know, there has to be a safety standard. And so we had um, Amazon actually made us do certain testing on our product, which was kind of frustrating in a way. Um, I don't know if there's a way around it uh, because at the time it was like Amazon took down our product and said, you need to provide this testing. And it wasn't anything that um, our supplier actually had. So we had to go out and get it. Uh, but basically eye safety testing. Um, and it, it, you know, it was like, I think they wanted it tested on, um, they wanted it tested on animals, I think is what it was. And it was like, okay, well, I would really prefer my product not be tested on animals, but thank you, Amazon for that, because now I have to, you know, <laughs> so some of that is frustrating, but, um, our supplier was really great in helping us through all of that. Yeah. And most suppliers now definitely carry certifications. And one thing that I always tell people to ask suppliers is ask them what the certification is that's needed to sell in the U.S. when you're buying yeah. outside of the U.S. And yeah. I even will order competing products to see what certifications they have, meaning yeah. I'll buy stuff off of Amazon of competing products to make sure that the product I'm trying to source, like I can triple check what certifications I need. So, yeah. So beautiful. we, uh, one of the things like we had a rule where it was like, if, you know, I'm, I'm putting this product on my body, people are putting it on their eyes. And so we didn't go outside of the U S for anything that was put in our body or on our body, basically not sunglasses, sunglasses, you know, outside the U S is fine, but if it's a cosmetic in any form, um, then in our body, on our body, make it in the U.S. That's great advice. I love that. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Okay. So now your business is growing. You have the dry eye going out. You're doing your testing for Amazon. Like what were the big challenges as, as you're, you're growing, you have more SKUs coming in and now you're just in the trenches of running this Amazon business and you still have your practice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 2017 was a very uh, crazy year for us. Um, I found out I was pregnant early in 2017. So that kind of changed things. It was like, okay, we're not going to be able come November to have a baby, have two optometry offices and this Amazon online business, you know? And so we kind of knew that something had to go. So by that summer, we actually sold our private practice, um, which was wonderful. We had a Walmart vision center practice that was 
um, pretty easy to run. It didn't require any overhead or anything like that. We just went into work. So we kept that one for a little bit longer. Um, but basically said goodbye to private practice, which was interesting. Um, and then at the same time, um, that summer we had, we had in our minds that we wanted to do like this certain amount for Amazon prime day. And so we had ordered, about $100,000 worth of inventory, mostly sunglasses. This was all, this was sunglasses at the time. Um, we had ordered tons of inventory, which all got stopped in customs. And um, it was stuck there for three or four months. So not only did we have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory sitting on a boat or in some warehouse somewhere that we couldn't touch, but we had to order more inventory for like Christmas time and all of that. So we completely missed Prime Day that year, which was um, difficult. Uh, and then you're listening to the Fearless Sellers, the women of Amazon podcast. If you like what you're hearing, click the subscribe button. We have new content coming out all the time and you don't want to miss out. That same year, Zydra was a big uh, pharmaceutical company that was coming out with, um, well, they were coming. So the pharmaceutical company was not Zydra. That was the drug that was coming out, but there was a, dry, a new dry eye drug that was coming out and you're not allowed to apparently advertise for like medications until they're FDA approved and on the market. And so they came out with this campaign in 2017 called the My I Love campaign. And it had Jennifer Aniston was in their commercials. Um, their logo oh. was like My I Love. And it was our, I mean, it was our logo basically. And so we had people like calling us like, is that you? Like, did you hire Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> All this stuff. And um, so we're like, okay, but we didn't really think anything of it. And then we got a letter, they were not, got a notice you? from them. Uh, we think that's what happened. I think somebody um, in their company, whoever was branding them, copied us. And we, so um, we ended up, I didn't, I don't know if I told you if I said this part, but it ended up, um, so they sent us a, a letter basically that said, you know, stop using our brand name and our logo. And we were like, uh, no, I think we were the first ones to use this. So it ended up being, we were the first but it was by like, I mean, it was by like a month or two, maybe, but we had proof. Wow. So that's crazy. Yeah. So I think someone got fired <laughs> at their company, whoever, whoever knocked, knocked us off. But yeah, it was crazy. In a it way a that's, stressful. It, that's crazy. But isn't it like a little flattering where you're like, oh, wow. Like this is yeah. like a company who wants to be us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was like, wow, we, we must have chosen like an awesome name for them to want our name and to want our logo and everything. Yeah, it's flattering. And then lawsuits are so terrifying. Yeah, yeah especially when you're it's like, you know, I don't know how big they were billions of dollars, like pharmaceutical company. You're like, who am I like this? person working from my kitchen table. <laughs> right. And it's like, exactly. You're like sitting in your house pregnant and you get this letter, like you're being sued and you're like, yeah. oh wow. And Jennifer Aniston is, you know, backing this brand. Like I have arrived at the table. Like somebody wants to yes. sue me and likes what <laughs> I'm doing. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, as terrifying as that is, like, you know, I've been involved in legal stuff too in business and it makes me feel like a real player. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm doing something that like you're actually going to want to take legal action. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I have to ask, what day in November was your first born? So he's November 17th, 2017. Oh, mine is November 20th, 2017. So we were nice. days apart. Yeah, I love it. So you got it. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so now you get through the lawsuit, you realize like you just kind of got a little bit of real brand recognition from going through that lawsuit. And let's back up to what happened to everything that was stuck in customs. Yeah. So basically with sunglasses, you have to have, you know, just like you have to have testing for, you know, other products that you sell with sunglasses, they have to be drop ball tested and your company has to be registered um, as an importer with the FDA. And so we had both of those things. And I believe that just, I believe our supplier maybe didn't put it on like with the packaging or something. So we ended up in this back and forth with, the FDA customs person who, um, it was really terrible. They, their communication was awful. It just took forever. You know, it's the government. So anything with the government just takes a long time. Um, and so it ended up, you know, it was months later, they finally released all of our sunglasses. Um, and then we just had tons of inventory for, you know, the next like two years because, we had ordered extra, you know, to cover it and had flown it over and everything. And um, so we, we had a lot of sunglasses for a very long time, but um, ended up okay. <laughs> While it was being stored or held in port jail, were you paying yeah. any holding fees? I believe we did pay some holding fees. Uh, I don't think they were crazy from what I remember. Um, but I do remember that time in our business, um, wondering if we were going to be able to keep it afloat. Um, we did take out this big, like Amazon loan too, which I would probably never do again, just because the interest rate is so high. Um, at least ours was. And so, um, it was, it was a lot that we were having to pay back every month, you know, for that loan. Um, so we survived and that's the reason that we survived. But, you know, would I, would I want to do it again? No. <laughs> wow. 2017 was such a wild ride for you. What kept you yeah. going? So you didn't quit. I think just knowing how many people we were helping. Um, by that time we had really started the dry eye side of the business and we had started our Facebook community. We were doing, um, live videos. We were answering people's questions, you know, online, helping people. And I really felt like even though I wasn't, I mean, I was still seeing patients at the time until the end of 2017. Um, but I really felt like we were helping more people that way than we ever could in a doctor's office, you know, and in a doctor's office, I can help you one-on-one -on -one, and that's amazing. But online, I can help thousands of people, potentially millions of people 
um, from behind my computer. And that was pretty awesome. We got to see so many, just so many changes in people, great testimonials. And that's really what kept us going. And all the reviews coming in from Amazon, right? Into your, onto your Amazon brand and on your products. Yep, definitely. Reach so many. And then you're building and scaling your business. You got through 2017. You're now a mom and Travis is a dad. So you both are busy. (laughs) When looking at where you were at, what is the first thing you outsourced? And is that still the first thing that you would want to outsource like PPC or shipping or what was it? So the first thing that we outsourced was actually customer service. Um, We started doing that with, I I had been doing all of our customer service and I think until almost until our son was born. Um, And then we outsourced it to a, um, to a Filipino VA, which was really good for a while. Um, But then it got to the point where with dry eye questions and technical stuff like that, um, we wanted somebody from the U.S. So we ended up uh, using HireMyMom.com, which was wonderful. We actually didn't hire someone off of there, but somebody saw our post and gave it to somebody else um, and ended up hiring um, one of our employees. Um, I think uh, actually... Now that I think back, we did hire customer service first, but the second person we hired um, was an even was an even bigger bigger hire for us. She was more of an all around person. Um, we actually hired her initially for our optometry practice, and then ended up selling our optometry practice and said, "Hey, you want to come work for our online business?" And <laughs> she was kind of our executive assistant. Um, she ran our wholesale accounts for doctors. Um, and she was kind of like jack of all trades, did everything for us. Um, and that was really, you know, that was really wonderful. So we hired customer service, which got all of that off my plate. And then we hired just somebody to help us with anything that we needed her to do, which was, um, truly wonderful. (laughs) She sounds amazing. Is she still with you today? Yeah. So she, we sold the business. So now she works for um, the company that bought our business and actually all of our employees, except for ours. So we didn't have any VAs anymore when we sold the business, Um, any, no more Filipino VAs, but we had three um, wonderful women that have worked for us since, yeah, five, I mean, more than five years almost for all of them. Um, And they're still working. They're now working for the new company. Very cool. Okay. So you, you grew the company, you had three employees and you and Travis were still running it and you're adding more SKUs, building and building. And then what is the turning point or what happened that got you to want to sell this business? Because what I'm hearing is this is a passion business as well as a means to you know, be financially free, but, but there's a lot of passion in this because you had a practice and this is what you went to school for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ultimately we started this business so that we could go on mission trips and give eye exams. Um, and that's really, we wanted like an extra $10,000 a month or something to be able to go on these eye care mission trips. 
Um, and it turned out to be so much more than that, you know, and the reason that we ended up sell actually when we, um, when we were approached to sell our business, we actually weren't for sale. Um, so we had landed on the Inc 5,000 list in 2020. Um, and by the end of that year, a couple people had contacted us, um, you know, just putting an offer out there like, Hey, are you looking to sell? You know, we got a lot of that, um, in 2020. And at the time it was like, I don't know, you know, are we ready to sell? Is it really, you know, the best time? I don't know. Um, and so we ended up getting, um, a message from basically this, um, this big eye care brand. So they're the largest, um, provider of omega threes in the eye care space. So they have like a dry eye omega three, um, and a couple other products. And they were in thousands of doctor's offices versus like the hundred that we were in. Um, and so we saw that as a great partnership to be able to grow our business really, and to get it into more people's hands. So our ultimate mission is to help people. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do in everything that we do. And in I Love, it was helping people, you know, with their dry eye. So helping them overcome that. But also from that, we are able to, you know, go on so many more eye care missions and we're able to donate so much more money to eye care missions and things like that. So it's really the amount of people that we can help. You know, like I said, from a doctor's chair, you get to help one person. But for us, that partnership with this new company, this bigger company, was just a great thing for us because it allows us to, you know, our brand to get into so many more people's hands. And then this bigger brand partnered with you. And then what was that relationship like until they made you an offer or you asked them or, or how did that work? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think we received an email and had a couple phone calls at first, um, decided it was, you know, decided on an offer. They had, we had basically told them that we wanted to still be a part of it um, in some way for at least a little bit um, because this was our baby. So I think for us, that was, it was really, at least for me, it was very hard to let go of. Um, we had to, you know, pull back from our dry eye community and all of that. It was, you know, really no longer ours. And so we had to pull back from that. Um, but during negotiations, um, they basically made us an offer and then it took due diligence for a couple months um, for everything to really go through. Um, was there the a number I... that you had, like, if they get to this number, then we'll say yes. Yeah. So our, our deal was um, it had a certain number and then it had a certain amount that rolled into the bigger company. And so we wanted a little bit of both. We wanted cash, but we also wanted to see this business grow and we wanted to see what it could do in the future. We know we knew what it could do. So we wanted to be a part of that too. Um, and so yeah, I think, you know, we had a number in mind that we knew, you know, would set us financially free. Um, and that was a number that would help us achieve more of our goals and, you know, do the next big thing. And so um, once we decided on that, it was really just a waiting game until it all, you know, until it all happened. <laughs> well, congratulations. That's a wild ride. And yeah. 
I wanted to say everything that goes into it builds who you are in a platform to what's next. And I know Travis is still, you know, he, you guys made profitable pineapple and I see him doing all the Amazon things. And I admire that you guys are still giving back for I love and your mission and you're giving back to the Amazon community. Like that's what this community is about. Yeah. And so we stayed on with I love basically for 18 months. Uh, that was over uh, back in November. And so we are now officially out of I love, which is really a strange thing for me. Um, but Travis has, like you said, he has profitable pineapple, which they do a great job helping people, you know, get into the nitty gritty on Amazon, help them with all those things that they don't want to do. And I actually recently took on part like a new branch of that business. So I've always loved writing. Writing is kind of a passion of mine. Um, I did all the writing for I Love, all the emails, all the blogs, all of that. And so um, I've started doing email marketing for some of his clients. Um, he basically had people coming to him that had 50,000 people, you know, lists that did not email their lists, um, at least like they should be. Um, so we've really taken that and I have a handful of clients now that I'm doing that for. So that is definitely keeping me busy <laughs> until whatever the next thing is. Maybe this is the next thing. I don't know. Yes. Well, it seems like you guys enjoy working together. So that's, that's a plus and copywriting is a creative outlet. Yeah. So let me ask you this one more question about the selling process. When that company came in, did you have a thought of, Hey, maybe we should shop this around, like see if an aggregator wants it, put it up on some of the other selling sites. We did to an extent, but not as much as we probably should have. Um, I think we, you know, we saw it as like, oh, this is kind of a dream company to purchase us. And looking back, I definitely would have shopped around for a much longer. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know if we would have gotten any more for our business or not, but maybe it would have brought some things to the surface that, you know, have come to the surface since that, you know, would make us say, eh, maybe we'll hold on to it. Or maybe we'll, you know, wait and see um, what's, what else is out there. Because I think, but you, you know, then again, you can always, you can always say that, like, I wish I would have done that. But ultimately what we decided to do was, you know, a great decision. And hopefully I love will end up being, you know, everything we think it can be. It will. And I love that you still feel connected and have the passion for it. Well, thank you so much for sharing this incredible story with us. Is there anything that you'd like to share that I haven't asked you about yet? Um, you know, I just want to encourage all the women out there, whoever is listening, you know, if you're just getting started in this Amazon game, um, there are going to be a lot of bumps in the road and you may not even know what to do next, but it's just about taking that next step. You know, you just have to do, if you're just starting, it's about doing that first thing and then the next thing and then the next thing, you know, it's a process. Um, and if you're going through a bump in the road, it's just like, okay, what, even if you feel powerless, it's like, okay, what can I do next? And doing that thing. 
That's great advice. And there always is a what can I be doing while I'm waiting for this to get sorted out or who can I talk to to calm me down in this situation? And that's how we ride the waves of these crazy businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jenna, it was such a pleasure to host you today. And I hope to have you on again in the future. And until next time, stay fearless. If you're looking to get started selling on Amazon or maybe need some help with your current sales on Amazon, go to fearlesssellers.com. That's a lot of S's in there. Fearlesssellers.com. Use coupon code FEARLESS for 50% off our next event. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless. Fearless.